0: Hey guys, welcome to the Alternative Movement Podcast. My name's Craig, your host, and this is a place we talk about everything adaptive training. Today, we are joined by Callum Branch. How you doing, Callum? Good, you? I did say your surname right, didn't I? I don't know why it sounded really weird. I've never said your surname before.
1: Yeah, you did, did, yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It just sounded really weird coming out because I've always just called you Callum. Um, Guys, a little bit of background. So um, Callum is a client of mine. Me and Callum have been working together for quite a while now. It's, It's almost been a year, hasn't it? That's gone really long time, quick. yeah, yeah,
2: long time. long
0: time. We had a little break during the pandemic, but I think most people had a little break with things during the pandemic. Um, yeah, so um, like I say, me and Callum have been training together for a year now. Um, he comes along to some of the classes I do as well. Uh, and yeah, I just wanted to get Callum on to have a chat, and Callum's gonna tell you all about himself, what he does, yeah. um, how amazing his personal trainer is. <laughs> yes. I'm joking I'm joking we all know how amazing he is um, anyway okay cool uh, Callum let's uh let's talk a little bit about yourself tell me a little bit about your story obviously I know your story I know all about you but for the audience let's get into this let's talk about yourself
1: so yeah I, I was um, born three months early I was diagnosed what? with CP when I was I things about when I was about seven months old
0: okay so CP is and, for, for, for the people c- listening
1: CP basically affects your parts of your brain. Mm,
0: so cerebral palsy, yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, and yeah, ever, ever since that, I've sort of... I've used the wheelchair since I was 3 mm-hmm. And Mm-hmm. I had a big operation when I was seven, mm-hmm. which allowed me to be more independent and be able to use a walking frame and crutches.
0: What was the operation you had, Callum?
1: The operation was they basically... Uh, they go into your nerves in your back
2: mm-hmm. and
1: uh they take the nerve that do not work properly mm-hmm. so they, they'll do that and then so i i had that i was laid up in bed for two weeks
0: afterwards so, so that operation is called sdr isn't it sdr, yeah, SDR where yeah. they sort of go into like the lower part of your spine and uh and obviously yeah, adjust some yeah. of the nerves open, and yeah, the yeah, connections yeah. Yeah. We, yeah we was looking at some pictures earlier today um Callum and myself was training earlier and uh, was looking at some pictures of the actual operation itself, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty it's crazy gross, operation. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, um, h- how have you found that since? Obviously, uh, when you was younger, we was uh, we was talking a little bit earlier about when you was younger, and uh, obviously you was using a wheelchair. And uh, the, the ultimate goal of the SDR was to uh, to relieve a little bit of uh, that involuntary movement as well, um, and to help you um, start to walk. So, how did you find that after yeah. the operation?
1: Well, yeah, I sort of, well, yes, yeah, well, obviously I was seven when I had the operation. Mm-hmm. So after that, I sort of used my frame all the time at school and got involved in football. I was playing football and all that in the frame. Mm-hmm. So I was more or less like anyone else my age.
0: Mm-hmm. So obviously after, how old was you when you had the operation? You said seven?
1: Seven, yeah, seven.
0: Seven, well, that's young. That's young. Do you remember much of it from, from when you were seven?
1: I, I just remember waking up. And feeling all my muscles are relaxed. Mm.
0: So, what was it like prior to the operation? Because not everyone with cerebral palsy has this operation today. It's sort of something uh, that's not not necessarily advised in the NHS. It's something you have to go privately, isn't it? Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So, I think they do do it in the NHS, but I don't know if it might have stopped now Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because not enough funding and all that
0: yeah so would this be this operation would it be specific to people with like your type of cerebral palsy because there is different types of cerebral palsy isn't there
1: i think you have to we have to do is you have to apply and see if you fit the category mm. for the operation
0: yeah so with with different types of cerebral palsy so your one affects your lower half doesn't it it affects just, your lower half. My
1: lower half yeah my lower half of my body yeah 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 just my legs
0: Whereas some people it can affect like either just one limb all four, yeah, all
1: four limbs or, or four all
0: limbs. Four, yeah. or It can affect one side of the body. So yeah, in your case, yes. the SDR was sort of like a viable um, operation to have to try and get you to... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, cool. So, so how I did you find... Did, I
1: obviously live a more independent life now than I would have done. Because
0: hmm. that was the ultimate goal was of a... the actual operation yeah. itself, wasn't it?
1: Before that, I couldn't sit up or I could only mm. walk a few steps in my frame.
0: Mm-hmm. So what do you use mostly now, Kellen? Like obviously, when we train, you're normally in, in your wheelchair, but do you use well, the frame yeah, at home?
1: Mostly now, yeah. Well, I use my frame for, I play frame football, you know, walking mm-hmm. frame. So I use, I use that for football, obviously. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, from, for me personally, I use a, my wheelchair. Which one do you prefer? I find that benefits me. I find, find the wheelchair benefits me, the wheelchair.
0: Sorry, man, I kept cutting you off there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I find, I find the uh, wheelchair benefits me more than the frame. In everyday life, yeah, yeah.
0: How how comes? What, do you find it it's just easier just to get can, about?
1: Yeah, just to like be more independent and do things. Mm.
0: So, like, what, give me an example of something. So, uh, so for example, if you was to go uh, like approach a door or something like that, would it be easier to manage that door with a wheelchair or with a frame? To, uh,
1: with a wheelchair, ten times easier.
0: Yeah, a lot easier with a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, a lot easier, yeah.
0: Yeah, because obviously like with I guess with the frame it's predominantly you're using a lot of your upper body strength in order to support your weight because yeah, you
1: you're holding the you're holding on like it the whole time so you can't really let go mm-hmm. so yeah and just getting about like maybe going to a shop or just going out going maybe going to like, a shopping center it's just mm-hmm. easier in a wheelchair
0: so um Callum you're quite young you're uh, you're 18 I, yes
1: I am
0: still still young spring chicken um Tell me a little bit about sort of your development over the past sort of few years and um, and how you've sort of come out of yourself. And Because uh, I know when we first started working together, you was a little bit more quieter and now it's a little bit harder yeah, to shut yeah, you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so how, how did you find you was um, maybe prior to sports? Because obviously you've always been into sports. Um, you've always been into your football. You play frame football. Um, with the Baselman Frame Football Association, which your dad runs as well, my um, yeah, dad, which, you know,
1: like, yeah, yeah.
0: which is which is super handy. But I can I can assure you, he's not biased in uh, the football game. He definitely <laughs> uh, he pulls Callum up if he if he fouls someone or something like that. I've watched it. I've watched it. It's a yeah, brutal game. Yeah. Frame football is a brutal game. You guys are ruthless. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Smash each
0: other to pieces. Um, yeah. So how, how have you found sort of like your development over the past few years in regards to sort of like. Um, building confidence because that's a, that's a huge thing I think for anyone living with a disability and especially a disability if you if it requires you to use like a walking aid or a wheelchair um how have you found it with yourself like building that confidence
1: well, it, it's, it's taken time but mm. I just ever since I, ever since I went to college I just I still got in a bit of trouble and things like that and then I just I don't know I just built confidence from there I suppose
0: yeah how did you how did you find college
1: I didn't. Like, I, me, personally, I didn't like college.
0: No. Any particular not reason? Was it you, did you find college didn't the, maybe...
1: No, it's just because the course I was doing was not what I was told when I first started.
0: Mm-hmm. So what course so, did you go on to do?
1: I was doing media at college. Yeah. And it, was, it just wasn't really for me. And then, obviously, I've come... I, I left college... And obviously we had we had the pandemic, so I started using the gym in my garage,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I just thought this I want because I want to get, I want to get into being obviously a PT
2: mm-hmm.
1: and getting into working with people into in sport. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I sort of found my passion for that really now.
0: So is that something you've always wanted to do? Because obviously we've had many conversations. Um, about sort of like your goals your aspirations in life so when you sort of first came on um you sort of we we, we had a brief discussion about you wanting to do sort of like sports but it wasn't sort of like the main subject yeah. but sort of as as we've progressed and as you've progressed it's become a bit more apparent that you there is something you can do like you can yeah, yeah. be a coach and still be in a wheelchair still coach people yeah, um, yeah. I, i've spoke to people that have i spoke to people that do it now like i've got um i've got contacts of people that um that are in a wheelchair and they coach able-bodied people and people with disabilities. And likewise with uh, like other people in wheelchairs, they coach able-bodied people or regular classes. So um, it's not something that's... that's uh, stopping me, like, yeah, stopping me. Yeah, yeah, I feel like sometimes these barriers are put in place and not necessarily by ourselves, maybe a little bit by society. And um,
1: yeah, having yeah, that yeah. realisation
0: and seeing other people have done it, it's sort of like, oh, OK, this is a possibility. But, I mean, do you feel like... So with that transition, how how was your mindset prior to that when you sort of first sort of had the idea of being a coach?
1: I I suppose I was sort of a bit daunted by it because I'd never really seen anyone in a wheelchair or with a disability do, like, be a PT. Mm -hmm. I suppose I was a bit, how would this work and all things like that. Mm. But, yeah, since I've been training with you, and obviously I've got more confident since I've been training, and I've just got more confident in myself. I feel like I can do it. And I've always felt like I can do anything anyway. Mm. Never put anything in my way.
2: Mm.
0: So who who who's your sort of ideal clientele? Who do you want to work with, Carl?
1: Well, my ideal would always be someone in a wheelchair or with various whatever whatever disability. So you actually
0: want to well, coach suppose, people? Yeah, with yes,
1: disabilities. with disabilities,
0: yeah. Yeah. Nice man, nice. So um because I know recently you've uh, you've managed to get uh, like uh, some voluntary work. Um tell us a little bit about that man
1: yeah, obviously I'm going to be going into the school they're a few primary school kids so they would be quite young but yeah mm-hmm. I'm going to go in and do that and be like an a, um, assistant PE teacher mm-hmm. to get some experience of what it's like working with people with disabilities
0: so what um what disabilities would you be working with would it be other kids with cerebral palsy would there be
1: no it's going to be a lot of people with um, autism and uh, and things like that. Okay. And there's a, there's a few there's a few people in a frame or a wheelchair,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but they, uh, yeah. Well, if you haven't started there yet, so
0: yeah, I know you haven't started, so you, it's it's still still pretty brand new to you. Yeah,
1: um,
0: yeah. And you and you feel like that's maybe something you could tell other people that maybe in your similar situation, look into, look into gain experience, like to actually just contact some local authorities, local schools, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, sort I, did, of I, just, I just sent an email and then they contacted me and said do you want to come down for an interview
2: mm.
1: and i went down and we spoke and obviously got the role
0: mm. nice man you charmed them straight away with
1: that yeah. winning smile
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean obviously we've on, on the back to this we've had quite a few conversations in regards to um career development and for yourself so um you've you've had a lot of issues you don't have to use any names or anything like that obviously we've we've had conversations you've had a lot of issues in um and potentially finding work um and also getting sort of pointed in the direction of like work that's not necessarily suitable for yourself
1: yes
0: yeah yeah so ha- ha- how have it, you fa- oh, sorry man I,
1: in the end i just thought i'd just take it upon myself to find my own work
0: hmm. so you went but to I, like I, a no, sort of yeah, go on, mate.
1: carry go on, go on. You
0: carry on, on, on. I was going to say, so you, so you went to like a like a, a, lo, like a local. Um, once again, I don't really want to use any names of local places, but um, you went to a place that helps people get jobs, not necessarily a job centre, but it's similar to that. Um, and you just found that you was wasn't really met with the the experience that you needed, so to speak. That you uh yeah. that yeah. you were sort of put into the. Some tough. Give give us some examples of some jobs you was offered, Callum.
1: I was well, I was offered like working behind a bar. Well, that's, okay, that's like, ridiculous. <laughs>
0: Do you I'm feel working... like you could work behind a bar?
1: No, I will be to see the I won't be able to see the, to see the <laughs> customers, would I?
0: Yeah, so this is something we was asking about the other
1: day. It's just things like I don't think people quite understand that that what what they give you as jobs is like it's not suitable for someone in a wheelchair. I don't
0: think... What was the other one? Is a bus driver?
1: Like an assistant bus driver, yeah.
0: Um, have you got a driver's licence? <laughs> I
1: can't even drive a car yet. It's a little bit a, little, a little bus.
0: That's the thing. And we was uh, sort of laughing. I know it's, it's funny sort of sitting about, like talking about it now, but um, these are things that can make you feel pretty rubbish. Like imagine like getting told that, oh, here's a job um, that you're not yeah. able to but, do. Like how, how did that make I've you feel when you was given
1: it's a bit it's a bit um, downgrading but luckily I've got quite a positive mindset yeah so I don't let things get me down with the disability
0: yeah because you're someone that's sort of sort of yeah. you can laugh about it sort of thing and, and, and make yeah, a joke of yeah, it yeah. but but yeah. we're sort of like we're sort of like sharing ideas and we're saying like imagine if that was someone that wasn't maybe necessarily um tooled up with the ability to laugh about it like that could be quite offensive that could really affect someone emotionally until given these jobs that's not suitable just think making them feel a bit rubbish
1: yes yeah
0: Hmm. um so um with yourself um sports sports had obviously a huge impact on your life it's uh it's pushed you in the direction of wanting to take a career in sports which mate like i told you 100 and i'm i'm true to this word i'm going to help you do um, and we're going to get you there. Uh, so how, how has sports impacted your life in a positive way?
1: Massively. I've done things that if I didn't do sport, I would never have done in my life. Like, I've, I've met uh, England football team. I've met Tottenham Hotspur players. Nice. We played tournaments in St George's Park, which is where England trained. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've, I've done things that if I wasn't disabled, I would never have done.
0: So, what sports, what sports have you played in the past? You, you obviously play frame football at the moment.
1: Yeah, I've uh, I've given wheelchair racing a go. I've uh, played boccia, which is in the Paralympics.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I got to the school's fi- I got to the school's final in that. Become third.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I've, just, I've done. Yeah, I've done. I've always done sports most of my life, really.
0: So, tell us a little bit about frame football. So, for those that aren't familiar with frame football, let's talk about the rules. Let's talk about how it works. Um, sort of what you would use um, yeah just tell us a little bit about frame football man
1: yeah frame, frame football is, it's a five-a-side uh, it's got sort of foots or five-a-side rules mm-hmm. and obviously no more than one person can tackle because obviously it gets quite you, you've seen what it's like it gets quite I've, I've, I've,
0: I've, been, I've been to see you guys and as I say you, yeah. I, I, don't thi- I don't think like the England football team will be able to play like you guys do like smashing each other no, massive metal
1: frames Obviously, there's no like goalkeepers because obviously it's too dangerous. Mm-hmm. We 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 did try that once when, when it first started, but it was just too dangerous. What's that? To actually you have goalkeepers there? Yeah, because you, you had someone sitting on the floor trying to mm-hmm. save the goal, the ball, and obviously we were running into the frame, so it's too dangerous. Mm. So now now we just have a defender as a goalkeeper.
2: Okay.
0: So how, how how do you find that? Are you still enjoying playing frame football?
1: I, yeah, I still enjoy it. It's just that it's just trying to find kids my or people my age,
2: yeah,
1: um, older people my age to try and get involved in football.
2: Mm.
0: I think that's a tough thing, and especially just, start, yeah. starting clubs. It's starting clubs in the area, like there's a lot of stuff for sort of the younger kids, but then as you grow up, it's like there's no real sort of sporting activities. Nothing,
1: yeah, in the area. There's nothing really around.
0: Okay, so um, what would you? So tell, tell us a little bit about botcher as well, because um, not, not many people know what botcher is.
2: Oh,
1: yeah.
0: I didn't know what botcher ba-
1: was at first. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically you have a white ball, a red ball and a blue ball, and mm-hmm. you, you flip a coin and whoever, mm-hmm. gets, whoever picks heads or tails, you either get a red or a blue ball. Mm-hmm. You have to throw the white ball and then get as close to the white ball with your ball
2: mm-hmm.
1: as you can. And score Mm -hmm. the score the most points, and you are basically the winner.
0: Okay, so it's very similar to bowls, would you say?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Do you play that anymore, or is that something you've uh, stopped playing?
1: I I, I I played that when I was. I played it when I was was at school for I think about a year.
2: Yeah.
1: And obviously, school school got in the way, and I had to sort of give it up.
0: (laughs) Damn, school school always gets in the way, doesn't it, of life? So yeah. So how did you find like? Obviously, you dropped out of college because it wasn't for you. Yeah, yeah. How yes. do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Because I've had this—I was having this conversation with someone the other day, but I'd like to sort of get your input, and I'll um, tell you my sort of input as well.
1: Well, yeah, I would say it's probably the best decision I've made because I wasn't happy with what I was doing, hmm. and I, it wasn't—it wasn't for me. And I've obviously changed a different career path now. Hmm. I don't want to go down. So yeah.
0: So what was your probably
1: career the best path? Decision. You want to. Well, I, w- I wanted to get into media, yeah. But then, and then sort of, I sort of—I was doing—I was doing it every day, sitting there thinking, "I'll be stuck in an office, working mm. nine to five in an office," and that's just not really who I am. I like to be active,
2: mm.
1: not sitting down in an office working on a la- on a computer every day.
0: Mm. I'm with you on that one, man. On a, like doing I these podcasts, a, I
1: want to make a positive. Yeah, I want to make a positive impact on people's lives yeah and like share share my story and hopefully it can inspire people
0: that's it man that's that's what it's all about and uh, I'm, I'm definitely with you with not wanting to work in the office like sitting down in this chair yeah, doing this yeah. podcast man like I'm all right for about an hour <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah I'll get a little bit twitchy <laughs> yeah. after a while and I want to get up uh, especially after I've had a few coffees this is like my fourth coffee today with my <laughs> when I was 30 someone bought me this <laughs> um yeah yeah so I, I completely agree with you and uh I've, I've always felt like that as well so for me I dropped out of college I didn't stay in college um I realized it wasn't for me I originally wanted to go and study music um it wasn't anything to do with sports at all uh and then I couldn't study music because obviously I'd done poorly in school because I didn't learn quite like everyone else and then um off the backs of that I uh I, I ducked out of college I left college went into work realized I didn't want to work that nine to five job um and then I got into a little bit of fitness so I started going to the gym and off the backs of that I was like you know what this is what I want to do I want to help people I want to train I, I want to do this for a living and I thought I see an advert come up on my phone and I was like this is this is possible I can become a personal trainer and that was it never looked back and uh, I suppose you that that was your turning point for you and I think sometimes we need that realization. and
1: yeah. standard, yeah. standard,
0: standard uh, education is not for everyone I don't think and I think we should no, uh, we, no, we all think, learn in different ways and we all um, have different methods of, of developing ourselves
1: yeah and like, I think that's that, I think that's probably the best thing for me in my confidence is leaving school because hmm. I feel like at school I was very I don't know you're very controlled at school school I or college? This. Uh, both I'd say
2: both yeah
1: I'll say, even though you you're supposed to be older at college, they're still you still controlled sort of thing. Mm. Did you to maybe have to be... did,
0: did you maybe find that the case because of maybe the classes you had to go to? So when you went to college, was you was you in the mainstream classes or was you did you have to go to like a
1: no no? I was in the, the mainstream classes. You know, I like went with everyone yeah. else. So obviously, and, a and, which I haven't got anything else. Yeah, not. yeah. Disabled, so
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I, I knew that anyway. I'm just asking you, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the audience know that as well. Um, so how, how did you find that? Did you find you was treated any differently by maybe the teachers, or it was it exactly the same?
1: No, exactly to It's just I think the helpers thought I needed more help than I did, mm. and they would get too involved,
2: mm.
1: and I, I just didn't like that about it, really. I was like, yeah. I'm I can quite capable of doing that myself, mm. I don't need your help. Yeah, and I, yeah, I suppose I
0: yeah. I mean, I'm quite brutal when we go out. Like if we go out together, I don't even I don't even open the door for you. <laughs> no, no. You're, you're,
1: I'll no, make I, you open the doors but, for me. <laughs> yeah, but I, I want to be as independent as I can. So yeah, I don't like anyone, anyone helping me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons you got a, a new wheelchair recently, didn't you? As well. Um, yes. Yes. What, what what was one of the things you insisted you didn't want in your wheelchair?
1: <laughs> no anti-tip bar in the back.
0: Uh, well, or you, you live life on the edge no anti-tip bar and no handles as well wasn't it
1: or a seatbelt or anything like that
0: yeah <laughs> living life on the edge because uh, that was one of the other things you didn't really like people sort of pushing you about did you you preferred to have that nah, independence nah. Of, yeah. of of sort of moving on your own and having the handles on the back just sort of like
1: it almost encouraged me I, do,
0: yeah. I, I don't think people was necessarily doing it to be mean or sometimes like,
1: they were just trying to help but yeah
0: yeah, and sometimes in in helping, uh, it can have the sort of uh, opposite yeah. effects, can't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so where do you sort of see yourself? Like, what's what's your sort of goals? Like, say, say we're going to say, like, in five years' time, where where would you want to be as a coach, or or not necessarily a coach, or just as what you want to do? Do you want to be? Do you want to work in schools? Do you want to? Um, I don't know, run your own business, like be a self-employed PT. How, how do you envision yourself? Yeah,
1: I'd like to run my own business one day, but yeah. Maybe be on, like, a Paralympic pathway for something. Yeah. I like, like, towards the Paralympics, because that's obviously what I want to get into. I've always wanted to be, go to the Paralympics. Mm. And, yeah, just just be a coach, or, like, yeah, be a, hopefully I'll be a PT in five years' time, and mm-hmm. just sort of inspire people as best I can.
0: So what would you do at the Paralympics? What sort of uh, sport would you go for?
1: I don't know. I've been sort of looking into the rugby and all things like that. Maybe yeah. giving that a go or... What, hardcore, whatever sport, yeah, whatever, whatever sport I sort of take an interest to, if I'm any good at it, and yeah, go from there.
0: So would you look at maybe running any clubs yourself, like in the area, and what um, sort of clubs would
1: yeah. you? I'd like to run like a multi-sport club for like mm. adults, like different sports, like maybe boccia, uh, maybe a bit of, I don't know, basketball, rugby, just all different sports. And I have a community for people in wheelchairs with disabilities.
0: Because hmm. I think that's some of the things we've spoke about and, and off the backs of that, that's one of the reasons I started the uh, wheelchair Weightlifting Club. Um, for, yeah. for anyone that doesn't know, um, who's listening to this podcast right now, I... Um, started a wheelchair weightlifting club two weeks ago so we've done the second one last night and uh, yeah yeah and and just on sort of like researching because we had a com- we've had many conversations about this sort of stuff and i said to you one day i said like go and have a look see what sort of uh, sporting activities are in the area for people with disabilities and how many did you find callum
1: that's there's only one in this area one in this area. in this area how big is how was big in... is this area it's massive isn't
0: it <laughs> and what was and the, what yeah. was the sport you found
1: it was, uh, I think it was, was even rugby or basketball. It was in, the closest one was in uh, Bartford.
0: Yeah, so, so even that's like that, that's... Just that's, over that's, the bridge, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's like a, well, and obviously you got across the bridge. You know, the, you know bridge. the
1: traffic's like these days,
0: yeah. Yeah, especially that bridge, man, if that bridge is... Yeah, uh, the
1: traffic, yeah.
0: And um, obviously we sit. We see another one as well, was wheelchair basketball in um, Chelmsford, which is literally, that's about, still it's about a 45-minute journey. It's, for 40, most yeah, people, it's, it's
1: still far away.
0: And for most people, that's quite a long, a long drive in it to
1: Yeah, it's not that you you have to do a forty five minute drive and then go and play the sport, and then after that mm. you're back. Mm. And you want to get back to nine to ten o'clock at night.
0: Mm. So we sort of like upon doing that, we've realised there's a big, big need for it in yeah, this area. Yeah, so yeah,
1: a big, a big gap in this yeah. Mm,
0: mm. And it's it's also showing people that there's there's other stuff to do than the sort of standard disability sports. Because we've, once again, Gallen, we've spoke many, many times in detail about this sort of stuff. And uh, one of the things we were sort of talking about is disability sports is all sort of, tends to get lumped into one pile. And um, yes. you can find that sort of like, uh people with like uh special needs special needs or learning disabilities and stuff can get lumped into that that pile with uh people with like cp or wheelchair users which are not necessarily uh, neurodiverse. Thing, yeah. So, yeah so 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 yeah, that's that's one of the things i wanted to draw away from because there's a lot of uh a lot of people with um oh sorry there's a lot of clubs and support networks for individuals that are neuro- neurologically th- get my words out in a minute neurodiverse <laughs> so like people with autism down syndrome learning disabilities and stuff but there wasn't a massive amount for people that maybe have cp or spinal injuries or spinal bifida or different um conditions that require them to use like walking aids or wheelchairs
1: yeah yeah
0: so um, callum tell me um what what would you do differently? How how would you set yourself apart? So this is not one of the questions I sort of like had lined up, but how would you set yourself apart as a PT? What would the sort of things you would do?
1: Because well, obviously I'm a wheelchair user. Mm-hmm. I could prob- probably relate to someone in a wheelchair more than you could, sort of thing.
0: Yeah. So so do you and think I, you would I, have yeah. that, that relatability?
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think you could just maybe encourage them more than... Try to say, a lot like everybody PT can, Mm -hmm.
2: because
1: they'll see they'll see you can do it, so they'll think, well, I can do that as well.
0: Yeah, it's that sort of lead by example sort of thing. Yeah, and and I think I think you had the same thing when um I've had a couple of people on the podcast before um with uh the the coaches and they're in a wheelchair. Yeah,
1: it's that realization that it's not stopping them, so it won't stop me.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. There's there's the only limitation is yourself, and if you tell yourself you can't do it, um, then you won't. Then you won't do it. Um, Yeah. So, um, for yourself, when 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 would you become a PT? When do when do when do your your plans for this?
1: I'm hoping to do a course next year, at some point next year, Mm -hmm. and then yeah, get sort of get. Obviously, I'm going to work, do volunteering at school, maybe get some from that, and then maybe I'll do a PT on the side and
0: then see where it takes me. Yeah, that's, that's one, that's definitely a way to do it. Um, and lucky enough, if you do the course as well, you've got uh, someone, you know, that teaches courses as well, haven't you?
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. I wonder who that is.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, in fact, I, I do teach personal training courses and uh, and and the beauty of that is we can then adapt that for yourself and then, um have them alterations to the course to allow you to do it because i don't really necessarily think that a lot of the courses out there have that that ability yet That's so ability, i don't know yeah yes. yeah I, I don't know to be honest it's something i've never really looked into in regards to pt courses i know you've got online courses you can do you've got face-to-face ones you can do but i don't know i don't think there's any specific um courses for individuals um, with disabilities or in wheelchairs to to get past because um i know with a course a couple of people I know that are doing um they have to meet certain requirements in uh showing people a workout so for example um you'd film it you'd send it off they would mark it so um obviously you maybe wouldn't be able to demonstrate some of the exercises so for yourself do you how, how do you think you would get around not being able to demonstrate certain exercises I'm losing you a bit there Callum <laughs> um
1: could you repeat that again my <laughs> yeah, should that again.
0: Lost. Lost signal, man. Lost signal. Is it gone?
1: Yes, it's gone. I don't <laughs> know. Are you still there? You need,
0: you need a Wi-Fi booster, man. You need a Wi-Fi booster.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I would say, because well, obviously a different ways of show Because obviously I want not to demonstrate um, to a labour worthy person. I'm going <laughs> to sit in a wheelchair, but... There'll be different. I think there'll be different ways of showing technique
0: mm. or just explaining it in words. Yeah, that's it. That's probably the best answer you can go for. Like um, explaining it, um, just be, get really good at explaining things and uh, being very vocal yeah, and probably, having some decent yeah, probably, coaching. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice man. Nice. Um, so, what's your what's your sort of? Uh, I can see your gym in the background. What sort of equipment have you got for yourself that you use? Like adaptive equipment, maybe.
1: <laughs> I've got, I've got a, I've got a row machine. I've got a mm-hmm. floor, a floor bike. I've got a treadmill. Um, I've got, I've got uh, uh, over there, mm-hmm. and I've got um, a bench.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And also I've got all the... Yeah, yeah.
0: So, what have you found? So, for yourself, if you was going to give anyone an advice on what equipment they can maybe use, because. For me, I know I've looked at adaptive equipment, and it is flipping expensive for some of it. But yeah, very expensive.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, very. Re- reason, yeah.
0: reason being is because there's a there's not a lot being made, um, and the people that are making it, obviously. The more you can manufacture something the cheaper it can become and uh, obviously if there's yes, smaller companies yes. it's the outlays a bit more so obviously the actual price of the product has to be a bit more um so what would you say what would you advise someone like maybe with a disability maybe a wheelchair user someone a frame user someone with cp um what would they get what equipment could they get online that could be adapted for them to use so let's talk about cardio what sort of cardio machines could someone use
1: well could the right machine i've got the concept to my right machine you can obviously take it apart and if you can't get out and use the row machine properly mm-hmm. then you can just use it you can be in your wheelchair and use the use the row machine like that
0: okay so it folds up doesn't it like, yeah, yeah it like, does
1: yeah yeah for, so it yeah. folds
0: up you can break that that end bit off which the actual seats on and then you can um, you can sort of have your wheelchair in front of it and then use that and get a good cardio workout yeah how about treadmill how, how, how would you say yeah. about the treadmill
1: well, obviously the treadmill because obviously I can use my, I can walk a bit on it. Like so, maybe if someone couldn't do it walk at all, then the treadmill mm-hmm. is not for them. But if you can walk, I I don't go very fast. I go very at my own pace. No. But I feel like I can walk at.
0: So, is it beneficial for yourself to walk? Is it is it quite beneficial well, for you to practice
1: walking? Because obviously, obviously I'm sort of in my wheelchair ninety five percent of the time now, mm-hmm. using that. Does yeah, it does obviously help, and you're still using legs sort of thing. So they're not getting too stiff.
2: Mhm.
0: It's important, obviously, for blood flow as well, keeping them legs moving.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Hmm. What about um, yeah. what about resistance machines? What what resistance machines would you advise people to? Well, not necessarily resistance machines, but like free weights and stuff. What 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 sort of strength exercises or strength machines could you uh, advise people to use? Maybe with a disability.
1: Uh, you could probably, well, if because obviously if you if you can use your legs and then like a multi gym probably be ideal. Yeah. If I'm in a wheelchair, yeah.
0: And you can pick them up relatively cheap, can't you?
1: Yeah, you can get them free and if you, yeah, can't you? Yeah. Hmm.
0: What about like, because uh, I can see in the back you've got like a rack and a barbell as well. So.
1: Yeah, that's um all my dumbbells over there. I've got hmm. a five. I I've got a uh, five and a ten. Okay. KG.
0: So um, with, the, with the power rack as well, like you've got at the back, which you put the barbell on, I think that's quite ideal in it because you can actually just go like, in there with your wheelchair, <laughs> lock yourself in place, and away you go. You can sort
1: yeah, of do them movements. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's all about adapting, what the be- adapting the best way you feel for your own needs. Mm-hmm. I thought it, maybe it's not always going to be the same as someone else, but finding your own way
2: of using equipment yeah yeah that's
0: it and uh that's what that's what that's what i'm about man finding alternative ways to yeah. move yeah,
2: uh, yes.
0: and trying to teach people that because uh, there's there's multiple ways you can do things and i think a lot of uh from what i've what i've found with my research is a lot of places are sometimes scared to to advise people on certain movements um that are maybe like wheelchair users a, or disabled obviously,
1: obviously until you started your page but mm. apart from uh before then, there was always a lack of a lack of um, ideas for people in wheelchairs and with disabilities. That's mm. what I found anyway.
0: Because mm. you got YouTube, you got a few things on Instagram, and I think the beauty of it as well is like the community on um, on Instagram and sort of like Facebook and stuff like that is quite, yeah, especially for yeah. disabilities or adaptive training, is is quite close knit, and everyone's yes. very happy to sort of share ideas and help one another yeah. and sort of refer work to one another and. Um, and you don't get that sort of resistance as you're doing necessarily in like mainstream fitness. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a more close, like bonded sort of community.
0: Yeah, like a, yeah community, man. That's that's what it's all about. So, um, so yeah, have you been to like a, a sort of gym before, like a mainstream gym, like a in the area? Well,
1: I've never, I've never, no, I've never gone into a gym just because <laughs> I think because I've, I've always had stuff at home. Mm-hmm. So I've been lucky enough to have the facilities at home to use my own gym. Mm. but I think if you was to because I know people that do go to the gym with disabilities they mm-hmm. just sort of find things that suit them the best yeah. and what they can do
0: and how do they find the gym suited to like themselves or their, their, their needs do you think their, their needs are met at these gyms
1: not not 100% because obviously they, they cater for uh, able bodied people don't they mm-hmm. and I think a lot of gyms can be scared to let someone in a wheelchair with disability use the gym which I don't I think should be more I don't think it should be like that
2: because
1: hmm. I think they'll find they'll get more more and more disabled clients if they let them use the gym hmm.
0: yeah because there's def- definitely a lot of people out there that do need that help and uh, and if there was that inclusivity, I think it would uh, yes, be a very yeah, much a different story. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that's necessarily the, the, the trainer's faults sort or of, the coaches at the gym or the staff. Um, it's just a lack of knowledge, I think, and lack of
1: yeah, it's, a lack courses, of, of understanding. Yeah,
0: mm, a lack of understanding. There's,
1: there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of miscommunication with people in wheelchairs or with disabilities. Mm. like, that, like not, not everyone is. A, no one is the same. It's... There's not one rule for
2: everyone in the wheelchair. Everyone's mm. different. Mm. I
0: don't know if I speak for you on this as well, but that's that's definitely one of the reasons I enjoy my job so much and working with people um with disabilities is because everyone is different, and it's like I always explain to people like a little puzzle. It's like a puzzle every time it, I come up it with a, this.
1: Little, a little challenge,
0: yeah yeah, it's like a challenge, man. You've got like a puzzle, you have to try and figure it out. You have to sort of like, okay, right, okay, what works for this guy doesn't work for this guy, so let's let's play around with this idea. And um, I think that's the beauty of it, and that's why I enjoy it so much. And I think that's what you're going to be a good coach because you're going to not only understand how these people feel, but ultimately you've got the passion there and you want to help people.
1: Yes, yeah, I want to inspire people and show people you can do anything.
0: So when's your uh, when's your YouTube channel coming out, Callum? <laughs> uh,
1: one day, yeah. I, I do. Want, I want to start. With, it's just it's just trying to find.
0: The thing, like ideas of what to film. Yeah, it's that it's that confidence as well, man. I've I've been there as well. Don't worry about. It. I've been there as well, and um, I think it's just like ripping off a plaster, man. You just got to do it.
1: Yeah, you got to do it. I, I, yeah, I I would like to get a YouTube channel started, and yeah, I mm. I feel like I'd be quite good at, at um like explaining things or showing
0: people what to do. Mm. I suppose that I I think probably even Instagram is going to be better for this sort of stuff than YouTube. To be honest with you, man.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, because obviously. Instagram, like I've come across loads of people on Instagram in wheelchairs who mm. use a gym or have a fitness page. And it's quite well, like, you look at them, you take ideas from what they do, and you mm. can maybe adapt it to your way or just mm-hmm. copy what they're doing.
0: Yeah, that's it. And we live in the sort of culture now where we want them quick fixes, and like we're not necessarily willing to sit there and like invest 10, 20 minutes yeah. into watching a yeah, video. Yeah. Anything yeah. past 30 seconds, too long.
1: Five <laughs> <It's> seconds. <too long.
0: laughs> Five seconds max. Cool, man. So so tell me, what is uh, what inspires you, Callum? What inspires you? Is it have you got a specific person that inspires you in this world? Have you got a specific thing that inspires you, or is it just you inspire yourself?
1: Not, 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 not really. I don't say I have any idols that I sort of really look up to, but hmm. I just, oh, thanks, I mate. I that, I said, that means
0: a lot, considering I'm your personal trainer. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I'm joking, you don't
2: have to, don't have to say
1: that. But yeah, uh, but no, yeah, I just feel like I've always, when I was little, I've always, I've never seen myself as disabled, and I don't yeah. to this day, and I don't think I ever will do, because I think the moment you see yourself as disabled, you're not going to do what you want.
0: Yeah, I completely agree, if you, man. If, you, if and you
1: put yeah, if you put a barrier on something, you're not gonna do it either.
0: No. And that's it. That, that that's that word, disabled, disabled to do something. You're not, you're more than capable to do anything else that any other person can do. And I've not seen yes. things hold you back. And as I say, when we've been out before, I don't make any special treatment for you. You can open the door, you can oh. make your own way there, you can go and speak to people. I'm not gonna do it for you. And uh
1: Well I, I I find it I find it helps now if you just instead of sitting but like I used to be very shy of school and I'd sort of sit in the background and not say nothing. But now I like go to lakes and I'll chat to the people behind the counters or the people who work there and you, you just sort of build that and they'll ask questions or you, you'll tell them about yourself and they'll, they'll sort of be inspired.
0: Hmm. That's it, man. You've got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations and get comfortable being uncomfortable, yeah. I think.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: I completely agree. Callum, anyway, man. That was uh, it's been awesome speaking to you, and uh, I'm going to see you next week. Thank you. Right me on you.
2: Um,
0: just wanted to get your opinion, man, on things. And like, obviously, we've had many, many conversations in the past. And I thought it was quite, it'll be quite cool to get you jump on the podcast and have a little chat. And yeah, uh, yeah just go a little bit deeper into some of the stuff you do. But yeah, we're we going to continue working together. Um, and you know, we're going to get you to that point. Hopefully, you're going to do your PT course next year. And uh, yeah, and get you trained up and get you some clients, and then. Inspire the world, yeah. man. Inspire the world. Yes, Let's Make some yes. changes.
1: Cool. Take on the world.
0: Take on the world, man. Cool. Okay, Callum, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for joining me today. Okay. Have an awesome Thank day. You. Have an Thank
1: awesome you for week. having me
2: on. No worries, buddy. Take care, mate. Peace out, yo.